0: Hello, Planeswalkers, and welcome back to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. Uh, I'm Hobbs Q, pronouns he, him, and I just wanted to set up a little bit of today's episode by making sure that we give a shout out right at the beginning to the Grinding Coffee Company. Uh, They are an LGBT minority-ran coffee company that we're just grateful to be paired with for kind of a long time uh, since I think they started really having a partnership deal, and we just... I mean, personally, I, I say we in the like royal way because Alex in particular does not drink coffee. Um, but that I, uh, I I drink their coffee kind of a lot. I've been a big fan of theirs and of their work and also just their willingness to work with us on charity events and anything that kind of Goblin Lore has wanted to do. So yeah, I just want to always make sure that they're like the number one person I really like to shout out even with some of the other partnerships that we do. Theirs has been the one that's been kind of the most constant. I really think of them as a big supporter of the of the show. So uh, we're, we're back after kind of uh, the new year. We last week uh, uh, talked about the new year and what that kind of means. And today's episode is also going to kind of be about new beginnings. And this comes a little bit from uh, Atea's idea that she had this week. And so I'm going to turn it over to her to let her kind of start us off.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, jumping oh, the topic early, you said welcome planeswalkers, not podwalkers. And so, yeah, oh, we're, gosh, one I of the things I we're going to be do talking do about today.
2: That's, I think that's the first time we've changed the intro
0: since we've started this podcast. <laughs> wow, I'm embarrassed at this point. And I was going to say, I jumped right into the topic and also didn't even, like, even though I kind of discussed how we were going to pass it over to Taya, I realized I didn't even, we didn't do introductions and then... Taya still kind of new to the cast,
1: so I guess yeah, we do them. I guess. So yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Taya. She, her, they, them. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about you know it's a new year. Uh, it's time we last week we talked about what are our plans for the year, but you know let's take a bigger picture and like what do we know about magic for the year going forward, and what do we want to see out of magic for the year going forward. Um, and then we uh, turn it over to our third co-host, Alex. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, Alex, uh, found on Twitter sometimes, not as much right now. At Mel underscore Chronicler, my pronouns are he/him, and and yeah. And, and we're, this was uh, a great topic that Dave brought up to to talk about, and also in amongst the whole, you know, joking about new beginnings with the podcast, new beginning of this episode. We also are very much on our own brand of just being off the rails immediately. So just because something's starting out with a new beginning doesn't mean that everything has to change. But we'll get into that as the episode goes on.
0: This is our way of saying the complete format of the show is going to be starting next week completely different. Um, yeah, that's we're, we're just trying to prepare you all for it now. Yeah, com- completely different
2: by which he means it'll probably be the exact same thing, but we'll forget. And so it we'll- won't matter Sorry. <laughs> anyway we have an opening question
0: Hobbs did you want to go start with that no because I passed it over to Taya and she was nice and I went out that I said planeswalkers instead of podwalkers <laughs> and I'm sitting here in mortified embarrassment
1: <laughs> oh geez so the question today is what change do you want to see in magic this year and uh the first thing that came to mind with me was foils that don't curl um Please, please, Wizards, please. I know it's not likely to be fixed at this point, but um, I am done buying secret layers until they make ones that don't curl like Pringles before you even open them. Uh, As much as I love the art.
0: Which is to just buy the non-foils only.
1: Yeah, but I like the shiny things. I'm obsessed with shiny. That's... But uh, on a more serious note, what I want to, what I would like to see, would be more story between the main sets. Like we used to get occasional story when the commander sets would come out, and some other supplemental products, and I really miss it. I would love to see more in between um, our main stories and just get to see what's going on in the multiverse. Um, maybe not right at this moment because everything in the multiverse is going to crap, which is part about what we're talking about. Um, today, but uh, you know, I really would like to get back to it. I want to know, you know, what is Nar set up to um, when she's not keeping you from drawing cards?
2: Yeah, that, and that was some of my favorite story for Magic, to be honest. Like, the main stories can be great and sometimes they can miss, but having that, those smaller stories in between, whether it's with the commands or sets, the other supplemental products, or yes. even just some of the cards showing up in those sets, kind of building some extra flavor, building some extra depth of the multiverse was, was always fun to see.
0: And the web fiction. I mean, I'm thinking in particular, I, I really liked short stories I guess that's kind of what we're we're doing. And Alex, you and I had talked in the past about they were moving to more of a comic book style method, which is kind of how we have been getting things in some ways now uh, in terms of just getting like one shots uh, or, or, you know, like the way the stories are coming out in chapters or serials, but.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and we'll see. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hopeful that that we do start to get more story like that because, and it it fits with that format well. I I think also I've I've read some comics, but I haven't followed comics a ton as a hobby. But when you have, particularly if you're telling larger arcing stories, you can use some of those smaller things to have beats between them to have those moments of breath for the audience that help to build things. And it, I I think it would fit. So I'm, I'm hopeful.
0: Mo- moments of breath is, is is a great. So I'm just going to jump in, and that would be my change for this year. Would be moments of breath. Uh, I don't feel like I have them as much uh, when it comes to magic recently. And I, I I kind of have discussed this a little bit, right? Like we've there's been a lot of discussion about product fatigue, and the old adage of you know not every product for is is for everybody is something that is fine, except the format that I mainly play is the format that is open to all cards. And the number of unique cards that have come out has me overwhelmed to the point where I just don't even feel like updating decks. I don't really feel like me, like looking at certain... Like, I haven't looked at sets in quite a while, and I, I, I don't know what a ton of cards do. But I also feel like I can't jump back in. Like, I used to feel like I could take a break from Magic and I could jump back in um, pretty seamlessly. And I just feel that at this point with a number of unique cards coming out and then the fact that m- the predominant way to play, especially for me as commander, meaning the card pool really is open. So even if a certain products in terms of, uh, you know, like special treatments or secret layers, as you were saying, Taya, like it's fine with me if those aren't for me. Unique cards is where it becomes an issue. So I would like a breath. Uh, and I think that that could also come with story where we just have slice of life or something that just takes us out of the 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 necessary buildup of drama um to a kind of a denouement or something and i think that that's just something that we talked i think a little bit about that with um spice about going back to ravnica and just following like street level goblins or something like that would be a nice change of pace for me and i think but i'm gonna just say breath that that's what i would love to see is just a pause yeah. Yeah. I feel that, And and for me, like I
2: haven't bought many cards for several years now. I, I used to every set come out, even if I wasn't buying a ton of the set, I was looking at the legends and I was looking at unique cards and are there new decks I want to build. And so I, I have recently been buying some cards, not the last couple of sets when the, the whole Phyrexian thing has gotten big, which I'll talk to about in a little bit, but um, I, I have, but what i've done now at this point i've i've really ignored most of the cards that are coming out and f- drilled really deep into my three primary decks that i play and i go are there anything in the very narrow specific you know band for these exact three decks that would be interesting f- for me to pick up and i've picked up a handful of cards for that but that's it i've i've really not paid attention I, other than that i have not really bought magic product for several years now
1: at this point yeah, over the holiday break I went back and updated several of my commander decks and you know I, I was losing a, a good you know 10% of the the deck cards are cards that were printed within the last year year and a half and it just shows how much of a on well, how much you know unique product there's been or unique new cards but also just how much power they you know generally have over older
0: choices <sighs> yeah i i guess if if i could wish for two things for this upcoming year (laughs) the other would be that creatures don't have to do everything (laughs) when they come in when they attack and when they leave the battlefield yeah i've had this discussion recently uh with ryan sanio a friend friend of ours who lives locally who's been on the show um him and i were recorded for a separate thing the other night and i was talking about the fact that like the old adage of you know just run removal or dies the doom Blade. it doesn't it that's such a outdated thing because it doesn't matter <laughs> you already get so much
1: value right? And, and they just keep printing things that double things which also like the new elish norn i'm not gonna harp on this much because and i'm not one of the people who's just yelling oh this needs to be banned before you know it's even out but I, we didn't need another thing that doubled etb's
0: you know, Dockside doesn't make enough treasure tokens. Yeah, but it, but I think it's true, right? Like the cards that that people, even even in not and I to, I, not even moving into Cedh, just looking at higher power, the cards that have a big impact, um, that, that just Dockside does. Okay, you killed it. <laughs> I guess I can't clone it, right? Like I can't do a cheap blade. Yeah, on it. I can just reanimate it now. Right. I have to yeah. that, but like the idea of like r- like everything has so much check. I mean, like, right? What isn't it the joke that um, you like nobody remembers that questing beast has reach? Right? Yeah, because it does everything else. Does everything? So yeah, I, I, yeah. So Alex, did you actually give okay. us an answer? No, or did, I haven't okay. given my answer yet. You right? just <laughs> you have done so well at astutely following up on Taya and I's answers that I just assumed you had.
2: There were there were good answers, and so it's a good conversation to kind of talk about contribute more. But um, so mine, which which I'm a little maybe worried is the wrong term, but I, I I think this might sort of devolve into the actual episode. That's why I kind of wanted to go last. But and I've I've talked about this a little bit, and I think this is just a good spot in the beginning ish of the episode. I mean, we're ten minutes in because of course we are. Um, just to talk a little bit about. You know, my my engagement with the game and obviously I talked a little bit about my engagement with the product itself, but the actual story um, and the game itself is something I have actively for the last year not been engaging with because of the Phyrexian storyline. And it's I it's not just that I don't like it and I don't want to say and I want to be very clear about it. it. It isn't that it's bad or that I think the story is a problem, it's that for me, the storyline specifically starting with um, the last Kamigawa set with Tamio, that whole um, complete subversion of her will, that is a storyline I can't engage with. That especially, was the moment, That was right? the moment. And especially that, the that way. There, there are a handful of media that have had... St- those sorts of themes somewhere that I still really enjoy and can engage with because of how it's used. But it was clear at that moment that wizards was using this as an opening moment to put this um, sort of Damocles above the entire community's head to say who's next, what's going to happen. We're not going to tell you, you're just going to find out. And I couldn't deal with that stress like that was going to cause me stress. And so I just disengaged from the game and I picked up bits and pieces. I know that's happened with more characters. There's a few characters who should have been left dead. Probably emotionally, it feels that way. And I can't really talk about how it's been handled in the story and whether that was good or not. Because again, I have very specifically not engaged with the story. And I do, again, want to make clean that I'm not saying it was a bad thing that they did this, but for me, I can't engage with this right now
0: and so and i will yeah yeah go I, ahead tops because i've had this like i don't necessarily think it's it, it 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 doesn't need to be a bad thing i do think that there's been concerns my concern is yeah. is the way that it has been used at times with specific the characters that it has been used with to date and we are now moving at a breakneck speed that you and i when this started were not sure was even possible which was the hard part for you because yeah with knowing we didn't know wizards plans at that point the, yeah the, we didn't have an announcement of future sets or what directions we were going in it was kind of like okay vorn shows up on kaldheim there's a teaser yep. in there right then all of a sudden somebody shows up somewhere else then all of a sudden tamio completed it, yeah. it, it was that progression because we didn't know then there was no like guarantee that this thing would be over in yeah
2: any and, length of time and they i think i mean i'm not even gonna think that was uh, intentional the way they were telling this story and and i will say again i don't want to say that it was bad because if this is story is affecting people and people are engaging with it that's good and i'm glad that people are enjoying it it's it's a little bit like innistrad i innistrad has never done a, a lot for me but there are people who absolutely love innistrad so even when we go back it's not great for me i don't care as much but i'm very very happy that other people have things that they they love and can engage with there. So if people are engaging with the story, that's wonderful. That's awesome. My only little sort of caveat on that too is it feels a little, I mean, abrupt isn't the right word, but this is not a type of story that magic has ever really done like this. There has been um, some sorts of some various types of horror tropes and things like that. But it feels a little bit like I kind of got ambushed with this whole thing happening, even though they they fed that there was going to be some Phyrexian things. But then all of a sudden it was like, and eh, it's worse than you thought. Tune in later.
0: Yes. And and I that first one bothered me because of who with Tamio and the way that they had set Tamio up. And I think that there's a way that we've talked about with body horror there's a lot with pyrexines that have already been difficult for people to do with uh, kind of that idea of consent. We've talked about that piece, uh, mind control and body taking over, right? Like that you just lose yourself, you have no control over it, etc. With Tamio, we got this great set in Neon Dynasty. And I want to again say that. Like if I have been most disappointed with us not having a block structure or getting to spend more time places, it was there. Yeah. A lot of this was... We I mean, if you look at all of right. the year-end like
1: year reviews wrap-ups for last year there was just universally positive about kamagawa which i never hear magic players agree on anything
0: yeah no <laughs> I, 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 yep. I well we'll get to that actually um but i mean um i think that it, it was right like it was the everything from the art the you know we're we've talked about this when it comes to like me I, I i'm getting tired of alt art treatments but like the woodblock lands it's when they're oh, used sparingly man. like th- th- that was just an homage to a style uh i just got the proofs of those i know i sent them showed them to <laughs> tay i don't know if you saw alex but yeah i did they like look like woodblocks they may have been done in that method like there's so yeah. much cool stuff there and guess what they hired dei people and actually addressed the elephant of the room of the original kamigawa like there was Mm -hmm. so much going on there but they also then gave us tamio and set her up to be like we're back on tamio's home world look she basically protects the village and she's a mother and now we complete her right like they really did it in a way that kind of felt emotionally manipulative uh a character that i'm gonna mention and so like for this episode we're going to have to talk around some stuff as less awkwardly as we can um just for the sake of like i you know like i don't i like we we talked about this before we went on the air so this is not something that the three of us haven't discussed but we're just you know being mindful of this but there are a few things that are going to be relevant and my second one is just going to be uh and it's just because i've had conversations with some cosplayers who do some of these characters of the ones that have hurt the most in some ways and like I said, it's supposed to hurt. That's the idea behind it. But it's also a Johnny is kind of set up in a way that was. He had already had a redemption arc and had like gotten to this like cat dad place. And is this, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it's almost like you're doing it to specific characters specifically to cause that pain, to, to cause right. that pain. And, and like, once again, Things should be painful, life isn't, but it does also feel like there could be that's where it straddles that line, which is where yeah. you said Alex, like it's not that they can't do this, but it is where I have had some difficulty with it.
1: Yeah, and they really amped it up with the current in you know, the incoming set uh, one where you know, you mentioned the sort of Damocles thing where they basically said, Here's ten planeswalkers, five of them are screwed. Yeah,
0: and, and here's all of them in mm. what if worlds in case they were to be screwed.
1: So it's just yeah they they've been playing up that aspect even more um, than uh, just so they've definitely been pushing in that direction you were talking about the uncomfortable direction yeah and yeah
2: I get that and like in a thing for, for narrative, like tension is important. Conflict tends to be important in most stories. And characters, especially, you know, in, in, in narratives like magics, characters are going to be in conflict. Characters are going to be in danger. That is a thing. And negative things can happen to them. Um, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna come across as saying that, that it's bad that this is happening, but it's just this it almost especially is what I'm catching is the the quantity of this, it almost seems excessive? I don't know. It's hard for me to say because I've I've intentionally disengaged early, and I've been picking up... Well,
1: that goes time. right into what the origin of this talk was, which it, it does seem a, a, yeah, excessive, but it's also building to some kind of large change in magic, um, according to Mark Rosewater, is that there's going to be, um, after March of the Machines, I'm guessing, you know, probably tied into Aftermath or After Aftermath, is we're getting, you know, big changes in story and gameplay, and that's left the community kind of, um, scrambling to figure out what is meant by that, because, um, as I saw Kaburi put it, the last time we were promised the world-altering event, we got Forsaken, um... Uh, and I don't think anybody
0: wants forsaken again. No, well, even and, even then, the funny part is we we were talking about this a little bit before we came on air. We got our monkey paw wish uh, in some ways because we said that the the problem was there was so little stakes at the end of this culmination of, War of, of the spark. Yeah, or the spark.
1: They they killed off two, They killed off one planeswalker who's basically been a side character and very few of us cared about, and then another planeswalker nobody gave a damn about at all.
2: Yeah. I'll say one of the few positives I do have to give that before, I mean, they killed, Dak Faden was killed on screen in the preview, so we (laughs) need a complete actual actual action of the the, the text. Sorry, in the actual text of the first one, I, I never actually read the second book, but in that first book, they actually made me care for him as a character.
1: They did, and I already—I had read all the comics, so I liked him as a character to begin with. Um, but I've always liked plucky thieves, so
2: and and he like that. Honestly, that felt his his death in that moment felt satisfying. The way they built that character, yeah. the way he made the choice to stay and help, knowing. The stakes, knowing the Mm risks, and so that still felt like that piece. Like there's a whole lot of not great and bad that came out of the War of the Spark things, and but there were definitely some positives, and that's one that I do want to call out. But Mm -hmm. I and to be the funniest part of this all thing though is I still haven't actually said my change, though it kind of (laughs) a bit
0: this is amazing we're only 12 <laughs> minutes and we don't even know what the topic is uh oh, but i so want to i just have to finish my monkey pot finish your thought pot. it's just that we wanted up stakes and it it's like we've swung now this other direction and we've also yeah. coming at a, at a breakneck speed from what we're kind of used to seeing.
2: yeah so and now alex
0: let's do your answer so we can move on to it my
2: answer it's murky, just like what's going on now. It, it, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go Scarlet Witch and just say no more uh, Phyrexians or something, which is a comics reference that I barely get, but I hope someone out there did and, and appreciated. Yeah, yep, yeah, it works. <laughs> it was appropriate. It was yeah. on top. Yeah, so it, was, it was. I, yeah. I, I don't quite want to do that, but I, I, I'm concerned about how they land this story. Not just because I'm not a big fan of the story, but. This was so, like you said, Hop, such a hard swing to the other direction that it feels like there's will be a temptation to almost swing it back the other direction immediately in the resolution. And I don't know that I want that because I don't, because it, make, it would make it the last year or two feel like why, like why did we even do all this then? But then at the same time, it's like, well then, I don't know. So I just hope that, you know, I guess my hope for this year is is just praying. Of, I would say a miracle, but actually I'm going to take that back because uh, we, we know some people on the, the story team and the people on this, and it would be mean to the people on the story team who've been working hard at this thing. It just because it doesn't, it hasn't fit for me. doesn't mean that they haven't been working hard and doing a good job. I'm I'm just, I'm really hoping that they manage to land this in a way that isn't just an erasure of everything that happened. while at the same time, Bill allowing the community to feel some trust and to and to feel some stability again, because those are both very different things. And I think both are in danger with the way this story has been going.
0: Wow, that cycles us nicely Taya, to your actual topic. Yeah, Which it, is it's... Great to get to that. We now <laughs> managed to tangent back away from three times.
1: Yeah, we're goblins. It happens.
0: <laughs> I literally just got distracted by like shinies on my desk. I it's <laughs> fine.
1: So yeah, uh, it's really what what is this new year going to bring? We know we have, you know, besides um, one which is getting story currently. We have essentially um, a large set and a small set. I think I think aftermath is a small set. I can't remember for sure. Um, to wrap up this whole storyline, and then we're promised uh, a new and different world. And we know already we're going to Ixlan and we're going to Eldraine which are both—they're um, both more picturesque resort-style um, planes. So um, you know, vampire—vampire uh, <laughs> vampire Catholics aside,
3: um, <laughs> you know, Catholic conquistadors. Of yes. <laughs> 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 hey, we get
0: goblins back with jobs.
1: Yes, yeah, you get more more piratey goblins, um, and they're definitely you know looking like they're they're teeing up a, a palate cleanser for us. But it, it, it is you know looking at the state of the story and where it is right now, and what they have to wrap up in the next two sets before they get to that palate cleanser. It's like they are going to go through a lot in the next you know. Um, couple of sets, and I hope it doesn't get rushed or wrapped up um, quickly, like Alex said. is like I, I joked earlier in our pre-show is that I'm expecting some kind of, is it Simic project where they make a genophage that kills Phyrexians or something. <laughs> some, you know, do sex machina like that and they just cleanly wrap everything up, and I'm hoping that it isn't that obvious. Uh... I'm kind of laughing because i, I...
0: I almost misheard you and heard Deus Sex Machina, uh, and now I'm just like, what is the sex machine that's gonna come in and save us all? Like that's I, where the Ractos come in. I you was know. gonna say, yeah, you said is it Simic, but the yeah. sex Machina is definitely much more of a Ractos. So sorry, my brain really just this is this is Hobbs on just life right now and.
1: You no, know, um, I, I. I
0: wasn't letting it go. I, I had people to are
1: still living to this, listening to this podcast after all these years. I think they know exactly what they're getting.
0: Right? <laughs> and if this is your
2: first episode, welcome. If this yeah. is what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. <that> um,
3: <laughs> so yeah, so we we
0: are kind of so so Mark Rosrudder, if people don't know, has his has a blog atog where he responds to a lot of things. And, uh, he, he made a, I, I he's, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I am impressed. Uh, and you know, Taya, you alerted us to one related to like the, the wrap up of this and basically that things are going to change, I think is the, the idea behind it Yeah. at its core.
1: You know, we're, we're being promised large changes for the game and the story. So, um, We're not going to focus so much on the possible mechanical changes. Professor did a very interesting video on what he thinks might might happen with the mechanics. Uh, You know, some of it's really far out there, but where we're going in the story is pretty far out there, too. So who knows? Um, I suggest checking that out if you're interested in the mechanics side. On the story side.
0: And I will put the video link in, and there's also a thread by Jeremy Knoll kind of uh, that just says like give me some wild out there what could be changes Me thinking a little bit more on the mechanical side I think too and we will include both of those but yeah. we will um, this
1: on the story side I mean I'm all for goblins taking over the multiverse at this point mm-hmm.
0: they're underestimating I made a joke when we finally got the Phyrexian language like translation that they don't have the word for goblin and that's going to be their downfall <laughs> 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 it's, it's what happened to the
2: last Phyrexians it's going to happen to these ones too yeah. <laughs> that's, and it could still be the same goblin, too, potentially. Yeah. I don't know exactly what Squee's uh, status is currently, but I know he was in the same No, now. He's, 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 he's good. He's good. That's, that's good to hear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Squee, Squee, Squee does what Squee does.
2: Toward with my heart enough, that, that, that might be too much if something happens to Squee.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, what we've got hints on so far based on key art is that there's just going to be a bunch of legendary creatures crossing planes and everything else. So, you know, we don't know if there's going to be a fundamental change to how the Spark works, if these gateways are going to stay open after Phyrexia is conquered. Um, assuming, I mean, assuming they are because we don't have, um, it's not Eldraine, all will be one or Eldraine, welcome to Phyrexia part two. Uh, we have a we have pretty much indications that the SD good guys will win, thankfully. Um, and we won't just have Phyrexian sets till the end of time, but yeah, it does seem like, you know, a lot is going to change over the next couple of sets. And I, I'm excited to see what they could do with the story. I liked it when non planeswalkers can move across planes and it gives it just, I think it opens up a lot of space and storytelling, uh,
2: I agree and and I understand and I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off um, if you have a thought but I, I understood a little bit why they wanted to tell more self-contained stories for a while after the invasion block in particular or um, um uh, it wasn't just the invasion block it was the invasion and then all the Dominaria stuff they wanted to do some more self-contained stories which I think is part of why they did that but I think they're also maybe regret that a little bit now because like you say there's lots of Great legends. It'd be great to see them interacting with each other and doing stuff. And honestly, if one of the things we get out of this, and I think we talked about this a little bit when we talked about Strixhaven, but I want to see Strixhaven be the interplane, like college, like where everybody gets to go mage school across from from all the planes if they can yeah. up somehow. Okay. You know,
1: we know that so, they're like one place where they they have you know, they have a library that's full of the knowledge of the multiverse and let's get this open to more people. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you, do you two have any like maybe, maybe small, maybe big story things you're hoping to see?
1: I mean, I would like to see, um, I would like to see just bringing in, um, some flooding of some, you know, coming in of some of the planes that have really weird metaphysics, like Theros, and having the gods investigate like other planes or something like that, or you know, people coming in where you know there's conflicting gods from other planes and having like starting some kind of religious war with Theros or something. Mm, I-, I could see. Having some interesting, like well, let's put the conquistadors up against the, the vampire conquistadors up against, uh, yeah, up against um, the gods of Pharaohs up against the Orzov.
2: Maybe some some religious evolutions taken place on uh, Amunet or something. Yeah,
1: like Atheros could just go set up shop on Amonket, You know, he'd <laughs> put right in.
0: It seems like a good play for him. Yeah. I was like, you know, a, a way to tie the underworlds together is an interesting concept to me uh, i think when elspeth got lost in the underworld and then now where gideon's underworld is like you don't die on your home plane and we do know that for a fact that the plane he is from has an underworld like th- that's like that is cool metaphysical type of thing yeah and we know dominaria has an
1: underworld as well you know, we don't know a whole lot about it, other than demons come from there. But,
0: but like what? How, yeah. So like, you could how do how do planes maybe connect in other ways? I mean, didn't we get a little hint at this with like Sangier kind of showing up with one of the oh when, they, when they when did one of the sets? Like there was like basically Sangir's had like crossed over. Um, yeah, Sengir used to travel a lot
1: between the planes. He hung out with planeswalkers and used to go and basically father a bunch of vampires and other planes right. as he went around hanging out with his planeswalker buddies.
0: So, like, yeah. I would love to see like Sengir family lineage across the well, multiverse, and, right? And there, there was the little
2: reference to him in Commander Legends. That's that what it has was. Yeah. Nothing happened. They're like he was last seen with an army of vampires heading to the dwarven ruins to. Go to another
1: plane, right? Yeah, what and we, we have, you know, twenty five years later, we have no idea what's on the other side of the dwarven portal,
0: right? <laughs> hey, we just finally got to figure out who the Raven Man is. Give give some time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Alex, did you know that we've no, to yeah, figure I know that. that, that. Out. Yeah, okay, that was- I wanted yeah. like, to get to find that one out because we've joked about it even on this show before. Uh, yeah. but yes, um, so. For me, if we're looking at change, I already mentioned kind of the the taking a breath thing. I think it is. It's hard. Like I I miss block structure, so that's a hard thing for me. Uh, I I miss having more time with a plane. I like right, it. I do too,
1: especially with some of the new. You know, I mean, like Kamigawa. I would have loved another set so much on Kamigawa. Call time. I would have liked time as well, that out. was the other one that, I mean, they tried to cram in all 10 realms into 10 or 12 realms, whatever yeah. it was, into a single set.
0: So, and I think that this is the thing was that there was kind of more of this discussion of like, we're going to tell things in as many sets that are needed. And then the only time we've really had like a multi, well, until now. After they made that announcement, the only time we really got that was Ravnica, right? Again, because we needed another four
1: sets on Ravnica,
0: right? (laughs) But it was just funny because there was all these like, okay, we're not we we're we're gonna break ourselves free. If we need more time, we'll stay there for as long as we need. But then, yeah, we get this like, as you've been saying, Alex. The reason it feels like a breakneck ramp up is like. We're on Kaldheim, we get Vorniklex, but we're there for so short. We try to fit all nine realms, whichever version they're using in. Uh we're on Neon Dynasty, we're there basically for Tamyo to get completed. We're gone. Uh and I think that maybe if we had more of that, I guess if if the if the if the if the, the walls are broken down in a way that it's not just like only certain things can enter the blind eternities or there are other ways to planeswalk that we can. Have some either more time or more time with some of these characters that aren't the Planeswalkers. I think this has been my biggest complaint was with the idea of a Gatewatch. Is we lost the 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 legends? We have all these legends now, and 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 that's kind of cool. And a lot of that's from a mechanical standpoint to do with Commander. But we would get all of these legends and like Slowbad, right? Slowbad is like the hero of Mirrodin. He is not a planeswalker we that's what we had for so many years that we swung to then the story revolved around the planeswalkers like the it, the legends interacted with them but they're still the planeswalkers and i i would love to see like slow bad the hero the you know what i mean like that that piece of it to me would be going back to that yeah
2: yeah i mean it's it's i don't know it's interesting to kind of think about how the story told because you go all the way back and in the beginning of the game, the Planeswalkers were too powerful to be characters that showed up a lot, and so your main cast for the first big story arc was the Weatherlight crew, and they had the mm-hmm. Weatherlight that could travel to other planes, and so that's how you have this crew of mortals who are on the Weatherlight doing the thing, and then you sort of they did this for a little while, and then we have. Dip around a couple different planes, and then, then we get the time spiral block, where they change the nature of the multiverse. Planeswalkers can, you know, planeswalkers are no longer, you know, godlike powers. They're these just- we were gods
3: once, oh. yes.
0: and so they're just people. That sounds so- like it might have been aimed at insulting a a, a hero. That is going to show up <laughs> to save oh, us all. My God.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ugin might make an appearance. I don't know. That's oh, true. <laughs>
2: See, I'm just worried he shows up and tries to put the Phyrexians in a box. It's like he, on, he puts, them, it it puts he moves the up to the time. prison realm. It did yeah. the second time. Why are you still trying this? He puts them in the <laughs> prison
0: realm and then, like, in a box labeled "things that yeah. we don't need." Yeah. Don't hold them this do not, no, like, just like, 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 like too, too important to throw out. But who knows if we'll need them? And then just leaves it in yeah. a corner. I so.
1: mean, that's what they did with bullets.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: too important oh, to throw
0: out. My God. <laughs> Okay. Alex <laughs> <laughs> is like, I have no clue where to go from here. Uh, yeah, that
2: was, yeah. Phil gave that um, statement-appropriate pause and wait. <laughs> all the listeners can kind of think about that for a moment, and then you um, can just let Hobbs suffer. So I example, mean, they did do it with the Eldrazi,
1: too. They just stuck. Yeah. Emerald, cool, and the moon, and so, shields, like,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess it's too important. Don't, don't thinking, throw it out. I've been thinking about that, uh, like, yeah. Just, so, like, I guess what, what Mark Rosewater said was basically like this is going to be a major shakeup, and that's why people said to both like mechanically and story. So, there is kind of this belief, right, that that is this going to fundamentally change something about the structure of the game like the legend is is a cool like the legends being able to recross over. what else could it be like i don't even i'm like i'm trying to picture because and i, and I want to bring this up because th- this is a good g- as good a time as any so if, if people know our really good friend uh biblio orc orcish librarian um rob is an amazing human being he's been on the show many times uh he had a a post the day that kind of this announcement that said came out that said I can't think of a better display for the community's total collapse of confidence in Watsy than the fact that as far as he can kind of tell and we can always talk about you know like what you get to see Maro's teaser that March of the Machines will change magic forever has generated little excitement he actually says approximately zero excitement versus 100% dread uh We know that War of the Spark led to, like, uh, I mean, it it led to people stopping making content on this very show. Uh, There's talks of, like, changing magic forever. Are we talking, if we're really talking about that, like, the mechanical side is something that becomes important, as we've talked about with the breakneck speed and just new mechanics and how things operate. And if you're fundamentally changing that, at some point it's a different game or it could be a different game. And I will say, I am seeing more entrenched players that are not just saying, like, I'm going to leave Magic, but have actually made moves to even sell off parts of collections and, you know, step back. We talked about, even on this show last week, uh, you know, relationship with the game may change. And I do think that there's something in what Orkish is saying here with I have trepidation on what this means on changing things forever on both sides
1: i do too there's been it's been a long time since they've had a very large rules overhaul and you know I, i have trouble thinking of what they could do at this point to um simplify things further or clean things up they've gotten rid of a lot of the old baggage already and um i i don't see like to me, I, I'm not seeing something like a 10th edition rules change coming at this point where they revamp a lot of the fundamental rules of how things work. Um,
0: so people know, that would be like mana burn, damage on the stack.
1: That, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm trying to remember what else. First change
1: to the legend rule, I think. They changed the legend rule several times before it ended up where it is today. Uh,
2: that, that would have been a later one, but yeah. I life.
1: know the, the most recent change happened um, in, like, Theros, uh, I think, oh, yeah. around That's Theros. That was, there
0: too. that was where you couldn't use things anymore, as like, Doomblades. Yes, you
1: couldn't use them as Doomblades. I remember my poor Geist of St. Traff getting killed repeatedly by somebody else playing a Geist of St. Traff. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, was the most recent the Planeswalker... Well, there was that. Either way, they yeah. engineered all the plants workers. Is was tenth also where we like certain things like life link and death touch got f- messed with. That and it might be trample. Some of that c- with death c- touch. Yeah, yeah. changed too. Yeah, and I but know, either way, it's been I think a while. Like
2: Sixth was the big creature type cleanup, right? It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and so six was when they
1: got pretty pretty rid of interrupts cool. yeah. and um, put damage on the stack to begin with. In
0: uh, yeah, yeah. So like. It's been a while. You're right. like we have not had a huge overhaul in rules. Yeah,
2: no, just smaller, a few but smaller like, things.
0: It's more like things getting keyboarded has been. The, yeah, is one of the more common ones. The,
2: the you know, tweaks ones.
1: to the legendary rule, uh, walker damage change uh, when they switch yeah. things to any target. Yep, that's that's what I. Um, but
2: yeah, you're right. There hasn't been a big one. There's been a, a bunch of smaller things that, in very very Narrow slices have a huge effect, but it's within narrow slices. Ten-tenth, you're right. I think that's that. That's the last big one. So it's possible we have something like that, but it doesn't seem likely. Yeah, because that that was cleaning up a lot of the old stuff. Like right for the first few years, was a little all over the place. <laughs> it's just actually at Lane D&D yesterday with some friends, a couple, most of whom play magic, and one of whom was a judge for a long time i don't know if he still is but old school player and yeah we we're kind of talking about like yeah early rules just kind of didn't exist like the the revolution was them making a rule set and then yeah tweaking it here and there and um but i don't know i mean yeah i i'm not sure what I and it's so hard to tell because would would you consider adding planeswalkers as a the first new card type for a long time, the first per- new permanent type since the game. Yeah, they oh, added Planeswalker and Tribal, although Tribal...
1: I, I don't think Tribal ever really yeah. deserved to be a card type. That was... No.
0: That was, was a weird technology experiment thing. At that point, yeah. With, like, giving creature abilities to cards so that you could count things and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I, I know, I understand why it happened. It just yeah. seemed like... it. it I, I agree it,
2: it I think that only was its own card type because of the weird ways the rules they were trying to do something the rules wouldn't really let, let happen. I don't know if that it's possible, that yeah. if things were similar now as they were then that might have been like a silver border experiment first before it became an actual black border thing. You we're know,
0: just gonna
1: legalize all silver border
0: cards
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, like you're right like outside
0: of like so like adding something. That is a completely different type of card. That that could be a forever type. Yeah. Um. Conning all planeswalkers could now be commanders, which would be them taking on. Way I don't. I mean that that that, like they're very happy to not mess. Be the ones to say that they're going to do a rule set that's different than the rules committee. So I don't think Mark Rosewater would be as involved with that unless it was just kind of the. Like they no longer are different for some reason. I, but
1: I don't know. Maybe the change will just be giving white legendaries the same amount of text as green legendaries.
0: <laughs> change magic fundamentally forever. <laughs> yeah. Green, it turns out green no longer gets everything. We, yeah. we yeah. admit, we heard you. We did too much in the 90s for blue, we moved it to green. Now. 30 years later, another color is going to get a chance.
2: I mean, it's talking about block structure earlier, Hobbs. It's possible that that may be more the angle they're talking about because those have been more recent changes that have been have had larger effect on the game. I mean, again, it, it's like the Planeswalker thing. It depends kind of how you want to define it, how you want to look at it. But messing with the block structure is something they could do to quote-unquote change the game in a major way. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they'd want to do it because I, I know the three-set blocks definitely had problems that I don't think they've solved. Maybe they found a way to solve it, but I, I doubt it. So maybe there's... Going, and the two-set blocks, I don't know if that's what they want to do either.
1: Yeah. From a story point of view, I'm... I'm thinking the most likely thing is that they de-emphasize the Planeswalkers um, a bit. They seem to be cleaning house on the roster of Planeswalkers, which is probably long overdue <laughs> because they introduce, you know, introduce a new one almost every set, and then most of them never show up yeah, again. And,
2: and almost every... Supp- and a, not almost, but, but a lot of supplemental products, too.
1: Yeah. So... Um, I, I have a feeling we're going to see that cast um, this might just be retiring the whole gate watch concept entirely it's been de-emphasized over the last few years
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, but it's still pretty core of the story um, with you know yeah. getting things like getting things ready to fight for at the court still like a gate watch story even if the cast of characters have changed and
2: depending on how they do it I wouldn't mind them sort of decentralizing it if that makes sense maybe having s- several smaller clusters of planeswalkers who kind of know each other maybe some who are more active gatewatch team superhero team-ish and some that are just yeah. like friends who hang out who sometimes are like oh there's something we got to go take care of like i wouldn't mind i liked the planeswalkers yeah. as characters who could come back but there was the whole gatewatch fatigue because there was a point where it was like do we really got to see jace again?" On this plane, yeah. can we just see someone else come here to solve a problem?
1: And I think they already shifted a lot. I mean, I mean, you look at the last few sets, and, and part of it is driven by more of a focus on diversity, is where Kaya and Teferi have become uh, much more central figures um, in the last couple of years than um, they had been previously, and um. Just in general, we've gotten more of Vivian than we've gotten a Garouk, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I do think that's been part of it. But where they go next, um, you know, I
0: yeah, that's where I'm think like that's where I'm like the, the like because I, I, I am trying to think of this as being a fundamental change. And I and I have to admit, I I am nervous and scared. I'm trying to talk through this. I'm going to link that Orcish post because i do think it is uh, i even posted in there uh my my kind of just fear because there has been kind of a loss of trust because we see this is the hard part right like it's been building the trust we know that it takes time and then things happen and not always just wizards things i mean we're talking i think more to do with i'm gonna go broader and go hasbro <laughs> because accurate uh, or not and not even just magic, right? Like even if we want to go to Wizards, we're talking D and D stuff that people don't know. There's been things that possibly came out where it looked like they might be tightening ways for the for people to be able to make open content with D&D, a game that's been, you know, you, you could basically be open content for a long time. Uh I mean, well, like theoretically, I guess almost forever. Yeah. With and, homebrews and
2: well, but, and the way it was written, there there were a number of companies that built their own stuff. A off that was of built that. off of, yep. uh, built in in D and D, but also then built their own stuff and their own systems, their own products. That it looked like might be affected now
0: somehow, and so it was. S- so I, 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 there's I get there. there's the, there's a lot of mistrust, and, and 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 some of this mistrust comes from the, I think we have seen and this goes back to Alex. You don't like this type of story. I think there's been some missteps with manipulation that I personally don't choose or like, and. I think we've seen more of a commitment to putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to things like diversity. When it, you know, like we had this discussion with Neon Dynasty, we've 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 heard for years that changes are coming, and then changes have happened. We're getting we're getting story ahead of spoilers now. I mean, mostly. Of- I mean, they
1: released the uh, Nahiri the uh, Nahiri card about thirty minutes after the story came out.
0: Okay, Th- this has been weird because there's been leaks and stuff like, well, name them yeah, all, with Meriden and but it, it, anyway, yes, but at least we are not getting like all the cards, and then we get the limited story. The story after we yeah. yeah out that main was the beats.
2: well, and that like that, that was the war of the spark thing where it was like they did the we got the cards and we got the like little video. Yeah. How long? Weeks, I think, before the book was available. And, yeah. Like, the actual and then and
1: then the story that was supposed to be the prequel story didn't even come out until later, and they they, they shipped it in email snippets. Yeah. And so, that was exactly. the whole prequel.
0: Right, which was the would have been, and was well written.
3: Oh, um, it was yeah, it was very good. It just came out at the complete wrong time.
0: So we've seen that they have made changes though. You know, like there was a kind of get, Nick Kelman is actually gone, as we've you know, like like we are getting side stories. Squee got a story. Mm-hmm. Slowbad's sto- had a story, or at least part of, you know, is involved with it. Like, we are getting more, and they'll, they'll label them, like, main storyline, side story. So we're getting stuff like that, right? Like, we're seeing those as changes. These are, I think, net positives, but they're still, when somebody like Mark Rosewater says, change magic forever, there's reason to be afraid. And- mm-hmm. for- yes. Um, oh yeah, I agree.
1: I'm I am nervous, and we've got a couple of months to see how this goes before you know before the whole thing plays
0: out. But it's just saying it could be a new beginning, and this is something that you know what, ma- magic is. We've there's we've had to listen to magic is dying for of uh, for for like ever. Um, but most but of I mean, the, but, magic's but, been of, out. Yes, the, the the thing is like, and I guess it's like we could always, we could have a discussion about like maybe magic never doesn't fully die, but it just it it shifts. It it no longer becomes magic, and it becomes something that most people. It becomes something that maybe appeals to a different demographic or a different like only new players. And you know maybe that is the switch that they've been doing stuff that they feel has been meant to appeal to both older and new players, and that's not sustainable any longer. So we're going to just continue trying to appeal to new players mainly. Who knows? That is something that could change my relationship with Magic, but it could also be a new beginning. I, uh, these aren't fully formed thoughts. They're just things that have been coming up to mind lately. So,
1: Yeah, it, it's, you know, this is kind of a, a good time to reevaluate you know, how we engage with the game. The game changes, but so do we.
3: And that's our show for today. You can find all of the hosts on Twitter for now. Hobbs can be found at HobbsQ, Taya can be found at Taya Transcends, and Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to the Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter, or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, our link tree can be found on our Twitter account and in the description of today's show. This has everything from various discount codes to the link for our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Vintergotten, who can be found at vintergotten at bandcamp.com The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Ruffle on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing porthos content. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com Thank you for listening and remember Goblins like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.